This episode is brought to you by my book, Be Left Behind. Discover Bitcoin and cryptocurrency before your grandmother beats you to it. Available on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I know it sounds kind of cheeky, but if you're honestly interested in getting started in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency world and don't know where to start, this is the perfect book to start. As one of our Amazon reviewers just said, this book is the easiest way around to get quick education in crypto. Written in a breezy, easy to comprehend style, it's a must read to those new to the space. And of course, I perfectly uh, agree with all of those things. Uh, available again on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. If you're also interested in getting more details, you can contact me directly. Also, my co-author and I are doing a weekly chat on Clubhouse. So just find me on Clubhouse and we'll talk all about Bitcoin every single week. This episode is brought to you by MeetFox.com. MeetFox is the simplest solution to interact with your clients online and to monetize your online meetings. It's very easy to use. I've been taking advantage of it recently. It has a fully web-based system, no tech skills required. You can schedule all of your meetings through one simple click. It's linked to your calendar. Use their online system for your meetings. Get instant payments, automatic invoicing. Truly simple, easy to use. That's meetfox.com. If you use the promo code YURI at checkout, you will receive two months to test out all of their programs absolutely free. And if you want to hear more about what MeFox is all about, check out episode 202, where I interview the co-founder about why they started this wonderful company. Again, that's meetfox.com. Use the promo code YURI at checkout to receive two months absolutely free. Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Eureka Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. As always, if you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Amy Auten, award-winning UI UX designer and founder of Dream in Color. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm doing fine. It's fall, so it's my favorite season, and uh, I'm positive. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's absolutely wonderful. Where are you located these days? So I'm right outside of D.C., where all the magic is happening, and um, I am in Crystal City, which is going to be Amazon City really soon, so um, there's a lot of action around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, especially today. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so for my listeners who are less familiar with, with you and what you do, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Well, I describe myself as a UI UX designer that really bridges the gaps between patient and doctors and the healthcare system. Um, I am a patient, but I'm also a UI UX designer. So that gap that I sort of fill in there is um, just helping to bring and push forward the, the digital solutions that exist today. Excellent. So I, 
I do want to get into more of what you're doing right now. But before we do, I want to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. What initially made you want to study interior design? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have been the, I was a child that watched a lot of HGTV. Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I first got my own room, I was just moving around with furniture for days. I couldn't settle on anything. I was like, oh, I want to move this here, move this there. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do interior design. And that actually ended up being something I excelled at too. So that's really the reason why I started it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So could you tell me then a little bit more about then your, your journey from, you know, your, your days as an interior designer or setting that to then what your interest in UX and UI design and how that evolved. Oh my goodness. Backtrack. (laughs) Um, So I actually graduated at the top of my class in interior design. um, And I had gotten married to a husband who told me, basically in school told me to take some digital classes. So I was taking some classes. I just never understood it then Mm -hmm. until I graduated. And I graduated, um, I graduated seven months pregnant. And so when I decided to go into the work field or into the field of interior design, Mm -hmm. it was just such a slow field. Digital was really popping at that time. And my husband was getting jobs and I was just like, okay, I'm freaking out. I'm going to have a child. I'm not going to have a job. I'm going to start a business. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be digital. So we're going to, my, my thought was like, we're going to go to branding the space interior to digital um, branding. Mm-hmm. And my husband would have taken over the digital side. And then I kind of realized um, this passion is mine. So <laughs> I'm going to have to learn the digital <laughs> stuff. And it really just started from logos and graphic design to web design and very quickly into product design. Um, And what I realized between the two skills of interior design and uh, digital design is it's kind of the same understanding. You're building a space for a physical person with different needs and different requirements and different visions. And you're basically doing the same thing for digital you're just designing a virtual space essentially Mm -hmm. and whatever the directive is or the um whatever the need is for that environment you have to design for that need and for that person to be successful in that environment and so it, it wasn't as hard as people thought it would be to transition it really is the same line so yeah yeah where were you learning some of those skills? Was it while you were in school or was it after you graduated and, and then decided that that, since you were transitioning to a new focus, that you needed to learn some new digital online skills? Well, I always took digital courses in college, um, but it was like, I'm doing this because I have to fill a spot in my schedule. Um, but for the most, like, being able to, I think I lost like my spot, my question. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, no, no problem. Yeah. You, you want me to re-ask it or? or yeah, okay? re-ask it. Yeah. Okay. 
So when you were transitioning to this new focus, where did the, the skills you needed come from? Was it based off of everything you learned in school or did you take additional classes outside of school? Oh, oh no, I, I graduated just as interior designer. My, um, my husband is the one that taught me everything I knew. Uh, he was the teacher that feel like a teacher out of hell. He was just like, no, that was wrong. No, no, it's not aligned. What are you doing? Like, look at this example. Literally, my job was to study everything on Dribble, <laughs> recreate it, and then show him. Yeah. And um, I ended up picking up the UX, the UI UX stuff, um, as it melded with my background in in um, interior design. Okay. So that was before UI UX was even a thing. So <laughs> that's basically how I learned. Yeah, great. So tell me more about Dream in Color and where that idea came from. Oh yeah, I mean, Dream in Color, I don't, it was a, so we were talking, me and my husband was talking about like dreaming in color and people who dream in color. I think there was like a study about folks who dream in color than, than folks who dream in black and white. And we had this long, weird discussion about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start the business and the business is gonna call, be called Dreaming Color. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Dreaming Color came out of desperation. Um, I knew that I couldn't afford childcare. I was in Arlington at the time I graduated um, out of the Art Institute of Washington was located in Arlington. Mm. I set up shop, meaning I was living there for quite a bit of time. And the child that I had that was coming out of me very soon um, needed funds. And I was like, why not create a job for myself that it's flexible so that I can care for my son and then stay up all hours of the night uh, working on this business and on projects. So it kind of, it was like a freelance kind of thing until I decided, hey, let's start to actually put a business around it and give it a name. Mm -hmm. How did that evolve? And were there, were there books or, or like other resources you were looking at on how to build the company and, and, and the brand? Or was it something that just happened organically? Oh God, there was no, I wish I could tell everybody that I put together a business plan I went to business school. I took some business courses. Yeah. I, that's not the truth. <laughs> I actually uh, sat down and created a form. That was the first, that was the start of an official business. Mm -hmm. I created a form that every client who needed my services needed to fill out. And I started a process. What was that going to look like? You, you fill that form out. I created what was a called a vision board or a inspiration board and then I just kind of took it in steps from there I there was no plan until there needed to really be one if, if that makes any sense mm -hmm. yeah that, that makes sense so why particularly were you interested in focusing on the healthcare and nonprofit sectors Oh, I wish I could also say that I planned for that. <laughs> this is this is getting to be seems like just one foot in front of the other. That's basically yeah. it. Um, I got into healthcare. Um, I started my business in 2012, 
and in 2014 I was like you know I was so emotional about the business at at one point and I was kind of like man I'm just done with it I don't know what I want to do it anymore it's so hard and then a project came that I could not say no to Mm -hmm. um and that project was eye to eye population health and it needed someone with experience in healthcare. I did not have any experience, but I did have a story. I'm also a type one diabetic. Mm -hmm. I've been a patient my entire life almost. And she heard my story that I also wear a medical device. And um, I'm very interested in this project only because it really, I am the user. (laughs) It was for people with pre-existing conditions like diabetes, cancer, and so on. And she said, you know, you have the talent and you have the drive. And she's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You're the, you're the one for the job. And I was hired immediately. And that was my first step into the health space. Okay. And uh, it was exciting. Yeah, that, that does sound exciting. When you said that a job came your way, I'm, I'm curious on, on how, let's say you initially got your first few jobs versus how you get them now and and how that process has evolved. Okay. So before I got the healthcare job, I, um, someone told me about TopTal and they're like, your stuff is good. Get Mm -hmm. on TopTal. It was a vigorous process. So six months before even getting onto the platform, um, I had to do all these interviews and these checks and these projects and I was allowed in and it deemed me one of the top 3% of designers in the world, which I still wear that badge today. Um, And that's basically how I was able to get some of these elite projects with elite brands um, and companies. Okay. That's great. How did, so I've never heard of TopTal before. They are, are are they a, a platform that just connects companies to brands or, or what's what is the their main focus they hire the top designers in the world so throughout the world to mm-hmm. work with the top brands okay um yeah and that's basically what they did they allowed me on that so it was great <laughs> excellent so I've, I've noticed on your your linkedin that um while you were running dream in color you also had some some gigs with some mm-hmm. larger companies, how mm-hmm. did how did you manage that? Your you know your let's call it your day job for right now, and then your 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 company, and how did you manage your schedule and and that the responsibilities for both of those? Okay, so uh, there was my side gigs, the business, and then kids, and you know being a wife. <laughs> yeah. So most of my time, I try my best to uh, segment certain amounts of time for certain things, especially if I'm working a full-time job with a uh, top tower, full-time gig. I'm then working in spurts like at noon to kind of catch up on some of the administrative stuff within Dream and Color. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of my work was at night. So in the AM hours as well. So okay. it was, <laughs> I wasn't really getting a ton of sleep. Let's just say that, but it was, it was good. It worked out. Yeah. And then how did that, 
then transition to to just being full time in uh, Dream and Color? Was it just the um, you know the opportunities that your company arose built up high enough, or or what happened with that? Okay, so what happened was that I got to be the top 3% of designers. So you get a little bit of experience. You get to wear these badges because you've earned them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am still a designer, a UI UX designer at heart. I will never stop designing. Mm-hmm. So I still do take on gigs with big clients and clients that say that they want to work with me. And I also still manage dream and color on the side. So what it really is about is just getting people that you can trust to help and this is something that it took me a long time to learn. It's like, help is okay. (laughs) Make sure that you find people who want to help and who's passionate about helping you and your vision. Um, And then make sure you compensate them well enough. Um, And also just be a leader that can help things kind of move along smoothly Mm -hmm. um, and put processes in place. And those were some of the ingredients that I used to be able to slowly but surely choose what projects that I want to work on mm-hmm. and work within my business to mm-hmm. help push things forward. Okay. So as, again, as, as the top 3% of the UI UX designer, what does, so what does good UI and UX design mean to you and how do you approach it? Oh gosh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> UI UX design, good UI UX design means, it means really like taking the time to experience what it is to be a bad designer at first. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not being too, don't be overconfident. And uh, what it meant to me is also learning how to listen and not Mm -hmm. speak out of turn. I was not a great listener. And in order to be good at anything, you gotta be able to listen. And I remember uh, my husband coming into me, coming to me and telling me like, can you let the man finish a sentence <laughs> before you jump in with your ideas? And me realizing that turned, turned my abilities to create and to be quick and to be more efficient in my process if I just heard everything. And so that was, that's one of the things that uh, definitely helps and attributes to that. Yeah. So also with that, what are, are there, well, I'm trying to think of how to, how to word this better. I'm, I'm curious about just trends in design because there are often times where, you know, there's like certain logos, mm-hmm. I start noticing more than others or just like certain colors or certain looks. How do you, when you approach designs, how, how much do you pay attention to like, what's the cool trendy thing right now versus what you think the brand and the company should really pay attention to? Mm. So for me, it, it comes down to product design, B2, B2B SaaS products. Mm-hmm. Um, what it really comes down to is understanding the industry. I've worked outside of healthcare and I've worked inside of healthcare. Um, some of the trends will vary. Okay. Uh, like say for data visualization, um, analysts want a dark theme. Dark themes optimize their process. It saves, you know, it prevents eye strain and analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, while in healthcare, they like a clean look. 
they like the sterile appearance, pastels and lighter tones. Um, these trends are trends that are very specific to the industry. Okay. Um, and so basically you have to be able to navigate the industry a little bit to kind of understand what the trends are. But um, for the most part, they all need to be clean, easy to view, easy to understand, um, but also be able to get the user to be to explore the actual uh, program or solution mm -hmm. that we're building. And uh, design does not come without the collaboration with development. So a lot of time designers or creatives tend to work in these silos. Um, so it's working in tandem to understand what the trends are and what the technical abilities of those trends are. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So what's what's the future for Dream in Color? Are, are you there, especially, actually let's also say this too, like how has your business changed during COVID and what is the future of where you see your business going? Oh, so Dream in Color, uh, COVID-19, prevent uh COVID-19 didn't really prevent us from growing what it did is give us a lot of opportunities to work on um new solutions around COVID-19 like a COVID-19 tracking app mm -hmm. we're working on EMRs um we're also working on more solutions that sort of pair with the uh plugins for uh large systems like Epic and Cerner, um, it, it, it helped us, honestly. And it's one of the type of help that I wanna say like that I'm so proud to be able to help healthcare evolve mm -hmm. during the time when it's so important. Um, COVID-19 really just helped us kind of put ourselves on a mark where we can uh, help all of these innovators and large healthcare firms to kind of improve their digital solutions. No one was ready for COVID-19, right. not digitally either, either. So it's kind of been really nice to be able to help in that way. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So with, with the, you know, the, the journey that you've described of, of, you know, transitioning from interior design to what you're doing now, how have you gone past fear and uncertainty of, of trying new things and just trying to figure out you know, what needs to be done at that time. And, and how, how did you push past that and able to, you know, do what you're doing now? Oh, well, I don't think you ever push past uh, the uncertainty. I feel like you get to a point where things are systematic. Um, I would never have thought that Dream and Color would thrive during COVID-19. Um, but I was, it was one of those things that happened and we're, we're very grateful for it, but it, it wasn't something that we prepared for. It's almost like I was in this industry that didn't know that I was there or that they needed me. And so the only thing that I would say to kind of push back the fear is make sure you have a good team, like a good team of people that care, that want to help. You're not going to know it all. So if you're uncertain, you can reach out to someone or hire accordingly to kind of avoid the, the fear and the anxiety around 
um, business development and growth. And um, yeah, that's that's my advice for that. The fear still exists. That's yeah. <laughs> the uncertainty <laughs> is still there. You can systemize to alleviate the fear and and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So, Amy, with everything you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received? Uh, The right next, take the right next step. That is, that is, I can't remember where I heard that from, but it's what replays in my head anytime I get that, that butterfly feeling or the feeling of uncertainty Mm -hmm. is to take the right next step. Stop thinking about all the ways it could fail or you can fall off a cliff or, or, you know, it cannot happen. But if you take the right, right next step, what do you need to do next? Then after that, what do you need to do after that? That actually helps. It really does. And it helps you to, to be able to kind of get that bird's eye view after you take that next step and say, you know what, this worked and don't be able, don't be afraid of of, of failing Mm -hmm. because that's, that's how you learn. Yeah. How do you prepare yourself for the right next step? Is it like, is there already a process you have set up or, or what do you do to make sure that you can take the next right step? Well, I have quite a few mentors in my pocket that I can throw terrible ideas at. And (laughs) (laughs) um, so, you know, really it's about getting some sort of mentorship, even if it's a friend in the industry. Um, That's the best way. That's the best way to help you through any of this. Business development is tough. Mm -hmm. So you need a few mentors. Yeah. Wonderful. Emmy, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to see more about your work or follow you online, where are the best places they can go to do that? Awesome. Uh, you can definitely reach me at um, in, on LinkedIn and on Facebook, dreamingcolor.co. Um, my website is dreamingcolor.co as well. <laughs> and um, you can always send me a, a message on any one of those channels. And you can reach me on my email, which is amy.otten at dreamingcolor.co. Excellent. And I will uh, put the links and your email address in the show notes so people can make sure they know how to spell your last name and uh, click right through. So (laughs) wonderful, Amy. Thank you so much again. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Blackbones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.